People are my passion, and this podcast is about just that. Life, love, careers, relationships, the ups, the downs, the funny, and sometimes not so funny things that happen along the way. I think that everyone has a story to tell, and I want to hear it. So join me weekly as I sit down with everyday people from all walks of life to find out what makes them tick. You are listening to Bright Minds with Ashmon. Are your insurance premiums going up or is your insurance company dropping you? Give The Works Insurance a call today and tell them Ashmon sent you. The Works Insurance offers insurance coverage to protect everything that's important to you. Whether it's your home, your car, your kids, or your toys, The Works Insurance can tailor coverage that works great for you. Give them a call at 910-550-0209 or visit them online at theworksinsurance.com. Welcome back, everyone, to Bright Minds with Ashmon. I am Ashley Bright, and I am sitting down with Molly Sellers today. Hey, girl. Hey. hey. Good Thank, morning. Good morning. Thank you so much for doing this with me. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. Y'all, Molly is a nutritional therapy practitioner. Is that the official title? That is the official title. It's a mouthful. Yeah. I can't wait. Yeah. I can't wait to dive into this. I always ask for this first because obviously we're going to spend the majority of the podcast talking about this, but give me a little like Reader's Digest version of your background first. So I have always been interested in health and wellness. I like to say I grew up in a really kind of hippie dippy household. Like my parents were a vegetarian before it was cool. Wow. Um, I was the poor kid. <laughs> I say poor kid, but I mean, I get where my parents were coming from, but you know, like I would open my lunchbox at school and I would have like herbal tea in my thermos this is amazing. and like tofu egg salad and no one wanted to. I didn't even know what tofu me. was until like college. Right. Right. <laughs> oh, I, I, we did all the things. So I kind of had an early, I guess, um, like introduction, introduction to, yeah. thank you, to health food and wellness. And then thought for years that I was healthy. And in 2013, I kind of had my own personal health scare. And it really woke me up. And I realized I wasn't as healthy as I thought I was. Okay. And um, and we can dive into that later if you want. I was going to ask, is that, can we, okay. Yeah, we can dive into that. Um, so anyway, it kind of put me on this trajectory and this path where I realized I needed to find the answers and I wasn't getting the answers that I needed from conventional doctors and conventional medicine. Not that there's anything wrong with that. Sure. Um, but I basically went on my own personal health journey and spent a lot of time and money and research trying to find the answers that I needed because I wanted to get to the root cause. Well, you had to advocate for yourself. You know, that's amazing. And once I did all that, which again, it took a lot of time a lot of money. Um, when I came through that on the other end, I had basically healed myself. And I, I said, you know, no one should have to go through this. It's, it's frustrating. It's time consuming, all the things. Like, how can I help somebody how else help somebody figure else? that? Yeah. Right. And so that kind of became my mission to see how I could do that. And for a long time, I kind of was like trying to help friends and coworkers and people were like, okay, that's great. Like that you enjoy <laughs> this, but like, how are you going to make a business? Well, out I have, of it? I'm, my wheels are turning yeah. now. Like, how I think isn't that the hardest part though? How do I get started? How do you get started? Right. Yeah. So, I mean, I had like corporate jobs, and I was, you know, like giving my two cents in the lunchroom. Like, well, maybe you shouldn't <laughs> be eating that. Or... People are soliciting free <laughs> advice from you. Yeah. Um, and again, people were like, "Okay, that's great, but what are you going to do with that information? Like, that's great. You went through your own thing, but how are you going to help other people? You have no certifications. You have no education. So, I went on a path to find 
some sort of educational certification program where I could do that. And I found one. Um, it's called the Nutritional Therapy Association. And Took their program, became an NTP. Okay. And oh, that's better. NTP. There we NTP, go. <laughs> way better than nutritional. I'm going to botch that summer long. <laughs> um, and so that is where I ended up and decided that I wanted to help women um, specifically. Specifically. Okay. Because th- I know this is going to sound really woo woo, but as women, I feel like we have so much innate wisdom anyway and intuition. Doesn't sound woo woo. It's spot on. And- <laughs> <laughs> we know when something is off in our body. Yes. And it is, again, been there, done that. It is so frustrating to go to the doctor and say, like, I don't feel right. Or something is off. And they say, oh, you're fine. Or here's a Band-Aid fix. Like, take this pill. Right, right. <laughs> Without really knowing what's going on. And like I said, been there, done that. It's frustrating. And I was like, no, I can help women. I know how to do this. I can help women. I have the credentials. I want to do this. <laughs> That's amazing. My brain had so many questions along the I'm way. Sure. You know, so I'm like, don't interrupt. Don't interrupt. What's the difference between an uh, NTP, a nutritional therapy practitioner, and like going to get your like registered dietitian degree. Can I ask that? Yeah, that's okay. a great question because a lot of times I get that question. So you're a dietitian. I'm like, I hate that word. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, I get <laughs> it. There's not. a stigma to me that comes yeah. with, right. Yeah. And I always say I'm not a dietitian. I don't work with the food pyramid. Um, <laughs> totally outdated. <laughs> yeah. I have a picture of me being eight years old learning about how much whole milk I needed. <laughs> Grains, whole yes, milk. The great, yeah. The, blo- the block of cheese. Um, <laughs> so... I am not a dietitian. What we do with nutritional therapy is it's based on basically like six foundations of health. And that is light, like lifestyle, stress, your blood sugar, um, you know, all the things. It's not just diet. It's right. all the things. So again, I'm not knocking conventional doctors, but normally when you go to a doctor and you say, I have this condition or these symptoms, they don't ask you, what's your stress level like? How are you sleeping? Are you exercising? Right. Are you getting outside every day? Like, are you getting fresh air? Things we just don't think about. So nutritional therapy is all these things combined into one. And we are really looking at what works for your body. Like, we're not comparing it to anybody else. Yeah. Like, if there were five people lined up, everybody's going to have some sort of different protocol and outcome because we're all different. Yes. We're not the same. <laughs> Very true. I love that, right? Yeah. Um, okay. So before we get into this more, tell me, can you talk a little bit about what happened to you in 2013 yeah, that you were like, wait a second. And I go back and forth with this because some people don't care. And then some people I feel like need to know. And I always want to share. So I, of course, deep dabbed on your Instagram. That's how, yeah. I, that's how I interview prep, you that's know? Okay. And it did mention that that's how you got started. And I was instantly, I meant to text you and be like, can we talk about this? But yes. I figured if you put it out there, it's kind of, yeah. right? Well, and again, if if I can always help someone with what I went through, then like someone I listens think, like that's happening. Yeah, yes. I think that goes tenfold. So basically what had happened was in 2011, I had had a miscarriage oh. at like eight weeks, I think. And they, the doctors were like, it's fine. That's normal. You know, it's your first pregnancy. No big deal. And I was like, okay, cool, whatever. Like, yeah. let's just roll with it. Life went on. And then in 2013, I got pregnant again. And I was, I had made it past the eight weeks. So I was like, okay, yeah. here we go. Taking a breath. And then I hit 10 weeks and I went in for my... Um, like ultrasound appointment, and the look on the doctor's no. face—they were like, "Um, there's Molly. nothing here." And I was like, "Excuse me, <laughs> I'm so sorry." What do you mean? And then, like, another doctor came. Like, 
just imagine worst case scenario, it all happened, like all my worst fears. Yeah. And so there were several doctors in there and they said, you need to have surgery right now. And what? immediately I was like, what is going on? You're thinking like, you're going to hear a heartbeat. And now, we were going to hear the heartbeat. Yeah. Like my husband was there. We were both just like, what the hell is going on? And my doctor came back in and she said, we want you to have a uh, like more in-depth ultrasound. So they pushed me in this other room. You know, my life is like flashing before my eyes, not to be dramatic, but that's this what it is felt crazy. like. And they did this super high-tech ultrasound and they were like, you basically have um, like cancerous growth around the fetus. Like there's, that's what's going on. And I was like, again, what? What? <laughs> what's just happening? And it is called a partial molar pregnancy. Partial molar mm-hmm. pregnancy. So molar, M-O-L-A-R, kind of like your teeth. Okay. But there's partial and full. And what can happen, thank goodness they caught it early enough for me, was sometimes women get to like six months and they're no. super sick, which we chalk up to, oh, it's just morning sickness. Like I just had a really bad pregnancy. I was, yeah. I was, oh my gosh, so sick. And I was like, well, this is okay. Like this is normal. I didn't have this the first yeah. time. But it really tricks your hormones. It's a genetic disorder. And basically what happens is this kind of cancerous growth takes over the fetus. And you can, you know, if you're six months pregnant, you look like you're growing a baby, but it could could be. I don't, I truly don't think I've ever heard this. And I feel like shook right now. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot. Thank God for therapy. (laughs) Right? (laughs) It's been a long road. I'm so Um, sorry. So again, all that happened. And with my first miscarriage, they said, you know, it's okay. Like you can like write it out, you know, whatever. And I'm, again, I'm always kind of been natural and holistic. I'm like, let my body just do its thing. And it did. That was fine. But with this, they were like, you don't have that option. You need to go into surgery. We need to do like a DNC. And again, I'm like, what? Can I call my mom? Yes. <laughs> what is I going on? I'm going to start crying right now. <laughs> Holy moly. Um, so it was a... I think within the next week we did the surgery and um, it was just a very fast paced, it's kind of scary thing. And then I had a lot of complications from that. I was bleeding for a while. And again, no one could tell me a straight answer. Yeah. They just kept saying, well, this can happen. And, you know, you can try again in six months. And you Wait, need did to they, be- how, how do they get the cancer? So. Is this- those are good questions um so it was like a, it was like cancerous growth but okay. sorry i kind of left this part out um i had to go back every week i think to have my hcl levels okay HCL, right that's out. no but most of people it's the hormone that goes up when you're pregnant because my hormones were like through the roof with yeah. everything obviously that was going on so I had to go back every week, had to have my blood drawn for those numbers to eventually come down to like zero. Okay. So while I was doing that, they were also checking to see, they were doing ultrasounds and making sure that they had gotten everything in yeah. the surgery. And I remember them saying, if the, level don't, if the levels don't go down or um, we see something on, on the ultrasound, we will have to put you on so, some sort of pill that is kind of like a version of chemotherapy. And I was like... And then, but they what? said, but eventually it was like, you can try again. You like try this again. doesn't mean it's going to happen again. Yeah. You can try okay. again. Uh, take some baby aspirin. It, you probably had like a blood clot. I think they did some genetic testing. Anyway, it was very vague. It was very. This is so traumatic. Holy yeah. It moly. was very much like, it's okay. Kind of like they swept it under under the table. Like it happens. It's okay. 
Okay. Like, I do not feel okay. <laughs> I was like, my Jeez. world just got rocked. Um, again, like, can you not give me more information? I don't understand. Like, why is my body doing this? I, you know, I'm a run. Like, I've been super healthy. Right, I've always right. taken care of myself, or so I thought. Um, but they just could not, with their limited capability and the way that they do things, they could not give me more information. So I went very rogue and I did... I reached out to all sorts of people and read things and tried. God bless the internet for times like to connect you with somebody along the way. And I have to say the internet was great, but I was also not living here at the time. I was living in um, Colorado. So I had, I feel like more um, opportunities and I hate to say more open-mindedness, but I just feel like I had a lot more avenues of that time um, to reach out to more holistic mind. Well, that's people. wonderful. Yeah. yeah Which is what I you did. needed right then. And, and it was perfect. So what was yeah. like some of the first things you did to change yourself or the way yeah. I, I was, I mean, like you're vegetarian growing. I'm like, you're right. I would have thought the same thing. Like she already seems like plant-based. We're on a healthy path. So I really thought, like I said, I was eating healthy. And what I was finding when I was doing my research and kind of reaching out to other people that were kind of in the same mindset was that I was eating a lot of processed food. Okay. So things that I thought were healthy were not. And things that were like gluten-free, just because they're gluten-free doesn't mean they're healthy. They trick you, man. (laughs) I didn't – again, huge wake-up call, which unfortunately happens to a lot of us before we make changes, is I was eating wheat. I was eating corn, which I did not comprehend and understand that so much of our grain and corn is is compromised by – GMOs and glyphosate. I feel like I'm about to be real nervous of all everything I probably love. You're about to. (laughs) Are you sweating now? How bad is it the the things I eat? So what was happening in my body, and I did end up having, and still have a. It's a genetic mutation, and it is called MTHFR. Okay. I don't know if I'm allowed to say this word on here. If not, we'll edit it out. It's totally fine. This um, is free for all. Some people call it the motherfucker gene because (laughs) it does really. Sorry, that's amazing. It really messes with you, but it's it's treatable, and you can. You can change your health and and your genes. When you said it like that, I actually have heard of that. Yeah. Like I've heard, yeah. yes. It is actually most of the population has it. Um, I would say like eighty percent of the population. What? So basically, and I feel like we just kind of veered off a little. I bit. I told so you I'm we were going to do this, but I think this is important. <laughs> I always to forget share. where we were going. Let's keep going. <laughs> this is yeah. important to share because what I didn't realize was I was popping prenatal gummies like they were going out of style. Like, well, you know, I went to Target and got them and I was like, these things are delicious. My nails look so good. Right. My hair is fine. <laughs> my nails look good. That most prenatal vitamins, and this is where this is, if this is all you guys get from this today, take this away and and pass it on. But most prenatal vitamins have folic acid in them. Okay. Folic acid is a synthetic form of folate. So again, most of the population cannot process that in their body. And what happens if is you have this gene mutation and when your body is trying to break that supplement down, that folic acid, it actually counteracts everything in your body. It almost like attacks it. Huh. So here I was. <laughs> Why is this not a more to- like common knowledge? Or is- it's knowledge. It's just not shared and it's things are so mainstream and have always been done the same way. And so until you really dig and find out more information or something like this happens, oh my no one talks about it. What else has folic acid in? I feel like I so, know that yeah, word. It's like, I I gonna, like, oh, sorry, sorry. No, I was <laughs> going to go. So um, so here I was popping all these gummy vitamins 
And basically what was happening was it all this folic acid was building up in my body. And there are studies, like I found all these studies that showed by taking that much folic acid and having it build up in your body over time, it can cause no. cancerous like growths. And I was like, oh my God. Gosh. <laughs> Plus, you could see that igniting some fire in you that you're like, I have mm-hmm. to share this. I have yeah. to use this information. Yeah. So not only was I getting folic acid in the prenatals, I was like double dosing on everything. I was eating pasta, which any pasta box you go grab has folic acid. Damn it, Molly. <laughs> Here I am busting the bubble now. <laughs> it's any, my favorite food. Any type of bread will have folic acid. Um, pretty much anything that comes in a box, if you start reading oh, the ingredients, no. folic acid. It's a synthetic form of folate that has been added into our supplements and our food sources. And so when we're ingesting that over time, if you're <sighs> one of those people that can't process that, you will start to have some lingering. How do you know if you're one of these people? You can test for it. Um, Excuse me, can I be tested for the motherfucker, Dean? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, that's that's great. what I'm name this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, um, you can be tested for it, but it's you have to have someone, because I knew you were going to ask me this and I was like trying to think of a good way to answer it. You can be tested. You, basically, what you're asking your doctor for is kind of like a methyl test to see like how you're methylating vitamins properly because that's what it is. It's a breakdown of methylation in the body. And I'm not going to go down the scientific worm. No, please that. don't. Like you've got me at methyl. I'm like, yeah. okay. <laughs> um, I'll keep it real broad. Um, <laughs> if you want to dive deeper, go Google. Um, <laughs> that's <laughs> really nice to you. But you can ask to see kind of how you're, you're methylating. Um, like I've never another, even heard this word mm-hmm, before. Mm-hmm. I'm learning so yeah. much. So for me and for others that deal with this genetic mutation, we need to make sure that we get the true form of folate, which you get from dark leafy greens like spinach, kale, collards. Love my collards. Um, yeah. You need to make sure that if you're taking a prenatal vitamin, you are taking a methylated folate version. Am I finding these like on the dark web? Where am I getting a prenatal vitamin that doesn't have folic you acid can, in it? Um, there are several different companies. Like can I go to Lovey's or do I have to go like um, you probably don't even know. You could, you could go to Lovey's. Um, their supplement aisle drives me bonkers because it's not organized. <laughs> it's really chaos. I totally agree. It stresses me out. Yes. Sorry, Lovey's, if you're listening. It's <laughs> crazy. Um, you, you, you could go there. They probably have some of the supplements, but you need to know specifically what to look for. Okay. Um, again, if you have questions, you can reach out to me and we can dive into that. Um, but you kind of need to know what you're looking for. You just do not want any sort of vitamin that has folic acid in it. I love it. I love a good takeaway. That's what we're going to go with. Yeah. That's the thing to remember. So you, okay. I love this. You get all this information, you go through your own health journey and you're like, now I know so much, Mm -hmm. which I'm sorry. Does that make your day to day tricky? Like it does. Like, do you go out to eat? Like, you know, like, are you like, darn it? Like (laughs) you're bringing up a really good point because when I was going through all this and, you know, like literally my life, I was like, what the heck just happened? I had a couple choices, again, as most people do when you're kind of faced with a life or death situation. And I could keep going the way I was going, which wasn't working. Sure. Or I could make some changes. So I did do a complete 360 with my health and my lifestyle. And I vividly remember standing at my pantry door and just like chucking food in the I trash. I think you would die if I opened up that pantry door. I also have a nine and seven-year-old. Does that like make it better or worse? <laughs> that makes it better. That's okay. <laughs> Um, but I remember my husband standing on the other side of the door, throwing a fit like a three-year-old. Mm-hmm. Like you, 
you can't get rid of that. We're never going to be able to eat again. We're never going to travel again. Like you can't, you can't eat anything. And I said, you need to understand for the next six months, I have to do this. Okay. Like I need your support. This is going to be tough, but I've got to buckle down and like reset my whole body. Yeah. And I'm not going to go choose the carrots if there right. is like chips sitting there. Right. <laughs> exactly. Um, and he was an amazing support. I, I love great that. support system. It was not easy, but for about six months, I was hardcore. And within those six months, I did change my health around and I became healthier. I mean, that this to me is like you're packing your own lunches. Oh, you're yeah. like co- fresh cook, you know, you're cooking. <laughs> it was hard. Yes. It was hard. And, you know, sometimes when I'm working with my clients, they're like, this is hard. Like, I, I didn't know it was going to be so hard. This is like a lifestyle change. And I said, you have to understand that when you're dealing with your health, and you are trying to do like a complete 360, it takes time yeah. and it's not going to be easy at first. It takes what, 21 days to learn a new habit? And so, like two days to break it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and again, if you're committed, it's your choice. Like, do you want to keep going down the path you're going or do you want to make a healthier right. choice? Like, Which really is kind of why I feel like, you know, you said as such as life, like I feel like you have to, I don't want to call it a rock bottom, but some sort of wake up call usually has to yes. happen before you can commit to the difficult choice or like the difficult change, you know? And unfortunately, like I was saying before, that is what it takes for some people. Like people say, I'm fine. That's not going to happen to me. I'm good. I've been eating this way for 20 years. Again, you have no idea what's going on like under the surface. And then, you know, because I work with women, they're like, well, she's so, that lady is so skinny and she looks so healthy. And I'm like, it doesn't matter. I'm here to say that that does not matter. It does not matter. And you yeah. know, supermodels are a prime example. Like you see these supermodels, they're probably the most unhealthiest people because they, they have no concept of like diet and, right. you know, what they should be eating to support their body. So just because someone looks a certain way, you have no idea what's going on below the surface. It is so true. And I, I always feel bad. I have truly always looked like this. Uh, it's just genetics. Like my dad was super small. You know, it's just the way I look. And I... um eat like shit, if I'm going to be honest. Like it is, okay. you know, what's interesting is I feel like I we am such to a, talk then after I, this. I'm like very excited. This We're is gonna, a self-serving I'm gonna podcast. In your <laughs> I'm waiting. I do feel like such a hard, you know, I work hard at my day job. I love to exercise. I feel like I put time into so many things, but that is the area where I, I'm so tired. I feel like by the time it's time for dinner, I'm like, damn, I just want to order a pizza. You know, it's just really, yeah. I feel like spent or something. Like if I had all the money in the world, like the first thing I would do is have a personal shelf because I would eat it if somebody just did it for me, which yeah. is terrible. No. And I can't tell you how many times, like I would love to go through the McDonald's drive through I would love to just order some pizza at pizza. Yeah. But I know the repercussions of right. that and how I would feel and what it would do to my body. So kind of circling back to what we said earlier, what I was realizing as I was figuring all this stuff out for myself was that the food that I was eating, my body could not process. And so the more I was eating and eating, it was just like building up in my body, like this toxic load, as we call it. And my body hit a breaking point where it was like, can't do this anymore. And when I was talking about like the corn and the wheat, um, so I have clients ask me all the time, well, everybody's gluten-free, but I don't have any issues with gluten. So you probably do because, again, most of the population is not able to tolerate wheat or grains because of the way it's grown. I do feel like gluten affects it. Especially the older you get, yes. like darn it, I used I love pasta so much, and that I could I have a stomachache now. Like there is just no, I'm like you know I'm just getting too old. Like the 40s are a real thing. <laughs> like, 
<laughs> you can't do it. Yeah. I also think too, when you were saying how you grew up, I think for me, which is probably, you know, you were saying you felt a little like you knew that was out of the norm. I have such a hard time going away from the meat the starch and the vegetable. Like I want all the three things on my plate at night. And it's just this habit of growing up in the 80s. Yes. <laughs> and you can still do hard that. Hard to break, you know? You can still do that. Um, you just want to make sure it's a healthy starch. And, you know, there, but you do still want kind of that same variety. variety. And, you know, again, helping women, I think we've been so brainwashed from the whole low fat craze of the 80s and 90s. And I can like have a client right now, bless her heart. She's like, I'm afraid to eat fat because I'm going to get fat. And I said, that is not the way this works. That's not how this works. You, as women, we need those healthy fats. Like our body is craving those fats. So that whole low fat craze is baloney. There's always like a fad, right? So I Mm -hmm. love like what you're doing because it's not about like, you know, like I do feel like that's how I was like counting calories. Then everything became low fat and just tasted like chemicals. Yeah. Like there's always you know, just a different, now it's like, no, what's the intermittent fasting? There's the whole third, you know, there's always something, but that's not, to me, these, those things aren't sustainable. So changing your lifestyle seems like once you get through that, Ooh, this is hard phase, then it just becomes the the norm, right? Right. And it's not, I'm glad you brought that up because some people think nutritional therapy is, oh, well, you're going to make me do keto. You're going to make me do paleo. First of all, I'm not going to make you do anything. I am here to coach and guide my clients, and it's a two-way street. Yeah. And what may work for someone else, someone else may technically eat like Whole30, but that may not work for you. Again, it's a bio-individual approach. Like I had one client come to me, and she said, well, my girlfriend was eating all this low-fat stuff, and she lost all this weight. And I said, that's great. That worked for her. Yeah. But we're not talking about her. Yeah. We're talking about you and that's not going to work for you. <laughs> do you. Okay. So do you find most, I don't know if that's general, tell me how somebody finds you and how you customize their plan. Like are a lot of people, is it a weight loss goal? Is it a, I, I'm so tired or I just feel like shit kind of like help me. Like what are you seeing most of your clients coming to you yeah, for? Yeah, that's a great question. So um, initially a lot of my clients were like practice clients I had while I was in my nutritional therapy school. Those were like friends that I said, can I, can you be my guinea pig? Uh, yes, please. <laughs> right. They were like, sure. And then my paying clients after that were like some friends and friends of friends. And then kind of it spread by word of mouth. <clears throat> Excuse me. So most people find me by word of mouth by saying, oh, you helped my friend or I heard, of, heard I about that. you through this person, which I love. I think that's great and super organic. Um, but most women come to me because they are sick and tired of being sick and tired. Yeah. And some can come to me and say, I want to lose weight. I'm like, then I'm not your girl. Like, if you're trying to lose 30 pounds in seven weeks, you need to go somewhere else. Because this is, again, this is not a quick fix. It is not a fad diet. We were talking about a lifestyle change. And it takes time. And yeah. you've got to be willing to put in the work. And some people... I always do like a free 15-minute call before we ever sign up to work together. Yeah, I want to be a good fit. I like that. Both ways. They have to like me. I have to like them. And then we decide if we want to go forward. And I have had plenty of of those calls where people have told me what they want to do and what their goals are. And I'm like, I'm not your person. Like, no offense. Yeah. I don't want you to pay. And then we get into this and you're not happy with the results because – it's not what I do. Well, you're, I like that you're honest up front. Like that mm-hmm. is not, yeah, I'm yeah. not here to help you lose 30 <laughs> pounds in two weeks. So once they've, okay, so how does that work? How does it go from there? How often are they talking to you? How do you customize for them? So once you sign up with me, we meet for um, four months 
And then I, I say four months. Sometimes we need to go longer because, sure. again, everybody is different and the body takes time. And we are basically trying to redo like years of damage, basically. So, like, it yes. Takes, it takes a long time. So, you know, initially some of my clients were like, oh, my God, something's wrong with me. Like I didn't complete it in four months. I'm like, that's okay. We can renew. We can do another four months. Yeah. That's okay. Like I got you. Like don't worry. I got you. This is going to be okay. So initially they sign up for four months with that option if we need to go longer. And then we meet biweekly for eight okay. or nine sessions. Um, I do a lot of intake paperwork up front, health history, like because I, I was work wondering with women. how you get the big picture mm-hmm. of like what that yeah. looks like. We go deep into a lot of stuff. Like I feel we, like there's some therapy here and what oh, we're eating. Yes, yes. <laughs> like um, it is called nutritional therapy for a reason. Oh, but yes. I go in and I ask things like, you know, what type of foods did you eat growing up as a kid? Did you grow up on processed foods? Were you food? a meat and potatoes kind of okay, gal? <laughs> that's, gonna, that's actually going to affect your gut health throughout your life. Were you breastfed as a child, as a baby? Not child, sorry. As a baby. <laughs> um, because that helps set up your gut microbiome for your whole wow. life. So, you know, were you born vaginal? Were you born C-section? Like all these things that you don't think about really set the stage for how your health is going to be further on down your life. So we go as like far back as that health information. And then we go all the way up to like, how old were you when you started your period? And what is your period like? And, you know, yes. all the things with that. Because again, I deal with women and that is so important. I know. Do you want to talk about hormones and fun yes, things? Yes. It's so fun. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's so, okay. You know what's interesting is, you know how once there's like this phenomenon that, right, globally, where once you, you might never heard of this small town in Idaho that your friend is from. And then once she tells you about it, like, you know, four people in the next, right? It's like one of those things once you hear. So I um, I love Mel Robbins' podcast. Yes. Like she's just- I do too. Oh, I do too, yeah. So amazing. And she had on, well, two things recently. One, she had on a, a, a physician who was all about the how beneficial walking is for your day-to-day health. And she also had on- a doctor who was talking about like your menstrual cycle and things you should eat and the way you should exercise during. And I'd never, how old am I? <laughs> 38 <laughs> years old. Never, kn- I had never heard, yeah. knew any of these things. And then I you know you're coming to my podcast. I start looking at your page and you're talking about these same things as well. And I'm like, I have been missing out on yeah. a lot of information here. So if I could go back and tell myself in my 20s, <laughs> How to do things, I would have done them so differently. So many levels. But we we learned, (laughs) that's life. So again, because I deal with women in my practice, most women are on, at some point in their life, some sort of hormonal birth control because that's what we do, whether it was because you wanted to practice safer sex or because you had heavy periods and they said, hey, let's slap you on some birth control pills. Birth control, I'm careful when I say this, but hormonal birth control really jacks up our systems. I kind of feel like when I was growing up, there weren't alternate options the way there are now for birth control, I think. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, that was just... No, there there really wasn't. And it's a miracle sometimes how I got through my 20s when I think of all the, again, the unhealthy things I did, plus I was on the pill for 20-something years. Um, It really, really takes a toll on your body. And I don't think we're never taught that. We're never taught. I don't I mean, think you care at at seventeen about your hormones. You don't. You're just you don't care. so. <laughs> you got hormones raging. You don't feel good. Um, but no one ever really explained to my kind of age group and my friends, like really to. Em- I, this is going to sound really hokey, but to like embrace your period and understand that it can work for you, and to tune into that and understand. Yes, we have four different phases of our cycle. And we should be eating certain things and not exercising at certain times of our cycle. And 
it's this whole other world like, that no one, we didn't talk about that in health I class. I literally like, 38 years old and learning this. 38. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing. Again, if I could go back and like tell my younger self, hey, you might want to do this differently. I would yeah. totally do it. Um, but it makes such a big difference. Yeah. So, oh gosh, I'm all over the place. I wasn't, so what, okay, let's go, let's just talk about it. Since we're here, what are these phases? Like, can you just like quickly summarize where we should be? She said so much and it was all so, so new to me that I don't even know what I retained. Yeah. I do feel like the takeaway was maybe not to do a hardcore cardio day on like day two of your cycle. I'm like, huh. Okay, that's my excuse. <laughs> that's good. That's good. Yes. So, yeah, you're you're right on track, and she was right on track too. So, basically, when you're um, like the first day, first couple days of your period, we really need to. And I know this is easier said than done, ladies. I get it. Been there, done that. We are so formatted right now to just go, 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 and yeah. do all the things and take care of everybody else except ourselves. But those first two days of our period is really a time where our body is working really, really hard to shed that uterine lining. And we need to be resting. Like we need to slow down so that our body, that's why we're tired those first couple of days. That's why we feel bad. I hope I have a lot of husbands listening now. Hear us now. <laughs> two days of rest. Give your wives two days <laughs> off a month. Um, but yeah, you should not be doing a HIIT workout the first couple of days of your period. You should not be running around like a chicken with your head cut off. You should be chilling out and like eating warm, soothing foods and like things with ginger and turmeric and, you know, things that are really going to support your, your uterus. And if you're childbearing ages, you want things that are going to support your womb, so to speak, and like have a nice warming environment for a child yeah. to want to come and, you know, grow and then have a healthy baby. Um, so it is very important for each one of those phases to Make sure you're supporting your body. Now, like when you're ovulating, hot diggity, like you can do, be your, doing, thing. do your thing. <laughs> as you do that and as you become more in tune with your body, you're going to really lean in and feel how you feel for each one of those phases. Like when you're ovulating, you should feel like, <laughs> I always joke with my girlfriends, it's like every man that goes by, you should be like, ooh, ooh. <laughs> Because your body is just like putting off putting off all these like (laughs) vibes, and you're feeling great, and you want to do like hit workouts, and you want to eat like all the things. And I truly do feel different. Like Mm -hmm. I feel like once I think my 30s was when I started to become more in tune with how I feel, and I always tracked everything. But even if I weren't now, I know know. when I'm feeling my best, when I'm feeling a little crazy, (laughs) like when I'm feeling like I can, and it matches up perfectly. I mean, it, it makes so much sense. I never paid so much attention before because when you're on the pill it's tricking your body so you're not really in tune with what's going on right so when I got off the pill and then I became more in tune with my body I was like oh oh interesting yes oh listen Hmm. up I can yeah you really should not be and I know some people are like okay Molly whatever you should not really be in pain when you're on your period like I used to have debilitating cramps in junior high. Like I would call my mom every day, come pick me up. Like I've been there. I've done that. Now I understand that was tied into my diet. To your diet. And wow. Lifestyle things, stress. But you should not be bent over the first couple, two days of your I know. Period. Fortunately, that has never happened to me, but I do know so many women who suffer mm-hmm. from that. And it's, I mean, that's so sad. And you don't have to. That's what I'm saying is call me. Gosh, <laughs> I can help. <laughs> I love this. Okay. So we talked about that. What about, um, 
your hormone. So when someone's meeting with you, do you take that into account? Like I actually sat with my girlfriends this weekend talking about perimenopause mm-hmm. and like all feeling like all everything in their gut. And how does that come into play? Is that oh, something yes. that you work with oh, women yes. through? Absolutely. So my niche is really dealing with hormones and that's tied into everything else. So no matter if you come to me and say, you know, I think my digestion's off. We're going to look at your digestion, but it's going to tie back to hormones because they're kind of, you know, running our body. Yeah. So, yeah, we really dive into hormones. I do an amazing lab test called HTMA, HTMA. which is for hair tissue mineral analysis. And we take a strand of hair and we send it off to the lab because your hair actually can show more than your blood, like 10 times more than blood. Oh, no. My hair's got a story to tell. (laughs) I did it on myself first and I was blown away. Um, but we send off a hair sample. It takes about two weeks to come back, totally painless. And one of my clients was like, am I going to be bald? And I was like, no, it's like a tiny piece of hair. I would do like, this. At the this nape is, of your yeah. neck, no one's going to know. Um, but we wait for that test to come back and then we start to analyze it. And then I go over that with my clients. That's part of our package. And it will show things like th- my favorite, favorite marker on this test is like if a woman comes to me and says, again, I don't feel right. I'm tired yeah. all the time. I'm cold all the time. I'm like, mm, she, she probably has some thyroid issues. What but if you're she, hot all the time? Or hot all the time. <laughs> but if they have gone to like their regular doctor and done a typical blood Thyro- thyroid yeah. test and it's come back normal, then they're coming to me and they're like, but I don't understand. It's normal. We run the HTMA test and bam, right there it will show me, oh, underactive thyroid or overactive thyroid. I feel like everybody has a thyroid issue. Yes, which you- everybody does. Gosh. Everybody does. Again, that darn thing's never working right. Yeah. The way, again, the way our lifestyle, our environments are, the way our food is. Yeah, yes. it's safe to say everybody has some what age sort of range. Thyroid. Do you start to see the hormones really? I would say probably 29 ish. Okay. Yeah. So earlier than yeah, you would. Earlier I feel like 35 need. is when I started to be like, I think I'm feeling different, man. Yeah. Like, <laughs> well, and again, it depends on. If you've been on hormonal birth control, like if you're still in your 20s and on hormonal birth control, you're not really going to start to, I mean, you may have some issues, but kind of when you hit 30, you're going to start, you're going to start to really, right. Yeah. So, okay. Again, I know I'm all over the place. This is so fascinating. I want you here for hours. (laughs) I'm here. (laughs) Do you customize? This is where I feel like it gets... I'm so fascinated by what you're saying and I'm feeling like jazzed up yeah. right now, right? Yeah. Like I want I to be different. Too. Yeah. How do we, it, like, how do you help people implement it? Like, is it, is there like, go to the store and get all these things. Here's what you're cooking. Like how detailed do, do you take it? We get as detailed as you want to get. Okay. Um, and everybody comes from a different place. Like I have some clients basically starting at ground zero and they don't even understand like what oils to cook with. So we really dial it oh, back. Dear. That's a whole other <laughs> I really like like what can she see from like, like oh no please don't look at my cabinets um so we really scale it back and do you we use start, coconut oil um yes coconut sweet oil. my mom actually just turned me on to that okay it's good stuff um but some of my clients we need to really scale it back and go basic with like cooking basics what do you get at the grocery store how to read ingredients how to read labels some of my clients are, are have already been doing that so then we pick up from a different place so it is totally customizable to kind of where you are on your health journey. Some people have been kind of DIYing their health for a while. Sure. Um, and some people have no clue. So wherever you are in your health journey and you come to me, we pick it up from there and then we go and we customize it. Or, or do you offer support when I'm having a craving for those McDonald's yes. fries? Can I call <laughs> Molly and be like, tell me not to do this? <laughs> I just had a client last week. 
um, she was like, girl, I have a jar of, um, what is it? Hershey Kisses? No, Tootsie Rolls in her office. And I said, okay, huh. let's talk about this. And she was like, I keep eating them. I ate all the Tootsie Rolls today. And I said, okay, you need to get the Tootsie Rolls out of the office. And then how can we, I try to reframe this with my clients too, like stop looking at food as good versus bad. Yeah. But more so, how do you feel when you eat it? Yeah. And she was like, I'm bad. I ate all the Tootsie Rolls. I'm like, no, 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 no. You're not bad. Yes. Let's just, why did you grab for the Tootsie Rolls? Why do you want the McDonald's fries? Like what, what in your body, it's about getting in tune with your body and listening. What are you need, really needing? Right. You know, what are you trying to satiate by that? Which I do think back to like, sorry, all the dudes listening, but like the, your menstrual cycle, <laughs> like I truly feel like ravenous. Those like yes. two, like I want, I'm not a sweets person. I have my own vices, but that's just not what, but until you give me those two. I'm like, mm-hmm. I want to bake chocolate chip muffins at 10 p.m. at night. Like that is not normal, And that's our right? hormones. That's our hormones. <laughs> it's talking talking very us. loudly yes. then. Yes. <laughs> okay. So it just depends on their varying degrees. Mm-hmm. Also, like, do you ever have cheat days or no? Because yes. it's not – because I feel like I can, breakfast. I'm great. Yeah. I have a really pretty good breakfast good, most days. Good. Lunch is usually pretty – I'm telling you, it's by – I'm tired by dinner. And I'm just like, whatever. <laughs> that makes sense. So I was just talking to a colleague and she was like, it's funny because some people say, oh, like Molly's a nutritional therapist. I can't eat Doritos around her. Oh, I can't tell her how to that extra glass of wine. I'm human. Okay. That like, was going to be my next question. Yeah, so I'm human. I have like cheat days. I, I have my treats that I have. And I always tell my clients like it's an 80-20 rule. Do 80% of it as best oh, as I you like can. Oh, I like that. Yeah. But you can't do it 100%. Oh, there's no way. You have like, to live your life sometimes. You too. cannot. You're going to stress yourself out more trying to do 100. So do 80, 20 and then leave room for that 20%. So do I, ha- I had two glasses of wine last night. Yes. Now, I I do have like a thing with wine. It's very clean wine. It's organic. Um, but I had two glasses of wine. Like, and so I had some chocolate yesterday. My favorite two things in the world are coffee and wine. Oh, to indulge in. Yeah. How, t- take me through a healthy way to do those two things. I don't That's know great. that I could give either of those. Yeah. So <laughs> I have a client right now too. She's actually a friend of mine from Colorado and she said, well, you're going to make me give up coffee. I don't want to talk talk about it. Mm. And I said, again, I'm not like the Nazi here. I'm not making you give <laughs> up coffee. It's your choice. I'm pointing out the reasons why it's not uh, beneficial for you right now. It's your choice if you want to continue that. And she was like, okay. Okay. Um, so, so many of us love coffee, myself included. I love the taste of it's it. It's like I a love, ritual. There's something. I love holding that warm cup. Yeah. I had my coffee this morning before I came here. It's a it's a thing. But what I see so much with women is we get up in the morning and we don't have enough energy and we grab that cup of coffee. And what that's doing right away, especially if it's caffeinated coffee, which most of the time it is, it is a huge like blow to our adrenals and our blood sugar. So if you're having that first thing in the morning, oh, no. I don't care if you've got milk <laughs> or sugar in it or coffee, make cream or whatever, that blow of caffeine in the morning, if you're already waking up tired, it's setting you up for major struggles throughout the day. So a healthy swap of that is to wake up in the morning and have breakfast first, get like protein in your body. Okay. Then have a cup of coffee later. Okay. Because that seems gonna, like a compromise yeah, I could I could that's venture down. Yeah. in your body for longer. Um, a lot of my clients, when we're kind of doing the wean off coffee, <laughs> if they want to do that, um, again, I'm not the coffee Nazi, but we'll do like half calf, half decaf. And then maybe we'll try like some decaf for a while. And then we also, if they're still really wanting that sensory experience of coffee, again, I yeah. don't ever want to take something away from my clients that they enjoy. So I'll ask, what is it about that cup of coffee that you enjoy? Is it that 
holding it first thing in the morning and just having that like five minutes to yourself, then if that's the case and you don't really want the caffeine, then let's cut it back to decaf and you still feel feel all the things. I would be so curious because I don't know that caffeine does. I don't feel like a headache if I don't have it or a rush. It's like what the sensory, the whole, it is my time. It's like this, (laughs) it's exactly what you were saying. On the weekend, Stephen brings me in bed and I Mm -hmm. like sit there and I, I don't know. I love everything revolved around the coffee. Yes. <laughs> it's making me want it. Now. Again, yeah, right? I love it. I love it. Um, I just don't do well with the caffeine. So I cut mine. I usually do decaf or half and half. Gotcha. Um, but Look I even, at this monstrous <laughs> size of coffee. I, <laughs> I even have clients where I'll say, you know, if we want to really amp up your coffee, I call it grown up coffee. We'll put in like a soup of collagen or we'll yes. put in like a healthy creamer or some half and half. Um, so there are healthier ways to really boost up and amp up your coffee. What morning. about my wine? Your wine. I love a Sauvignon Blanc I from New too. Zealand. <laughs> Can I I'm find a good one? Right now. Oh my goodness. Um, I love my wine too. But what I learned over my health journey, again, really diving into food and how it affects the body and how it's grown and processed, wine is such a huge GMO crop as well. So I have a lot of girlfriends that say, oh, like I I can't do red wine because then I'm going to like feel bad all night. Like my tummy's going to hurt. I wake up in the morning. I feel groggy. Like my throat feels weird. This is a very common, very common. It is very common Um, because what's happening is you're number one, you're not having a clean wine. So wines are not really regulated and they're being sprayed with GMO pesticides, just like everything else. And Do you feel so, like this is no matter where you get it, what region or? Yes and no. Okay. So um, they're pretty much all being sprayed. I look then, how intently I'm looking at you right now. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> she's really me. Um, but then also when you're drinking those wines, we have histamines in our body. Histamines create allergies and things like that. So like why your nose starts yeah, running. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, Gina Trent, I'm thinking of you and me on Friday. We're like, do we just develop a cold? Sorry. Keep those going. are your histamines. So when we're drinking wine, there's certain foods that are higher in histamines than other other foods, and wine is one that's really high in histamines. Um, so when you have those reactions like that, it can be one of those two things. Also, going back to the way the wine is kind of grown and produced is a lot of wines have sulfites in them. Plus, they also have preservatives and like food Ugh. coloring. They don't have to disclose that information on the label. They Stop do not this. have to disclose that. Um so there are some companies that are doing like um, organic, clean, biodynamic I have wines. seen organic, organic on some wine labels. Yeah. Do we trust this? Like this is yes. going to be um, better for me? I'm trying to think right off the bat. There's a, a family-owned vineyard that I love out of, I think, Oregon State. They do carry their wines at Whole Foods, local people. Um, it's called Frey Vineyards, F-R-E-Y. Um they have amazing clean wines. Okay. Um, Dry Farm Wines is an online subscription where you can go and get clean, certified, legit wines. Do they taste the same? They actually taste better. Okay. Um, and when you have those clean wines, you don't feel that like groggy, rundown, all the things that you usually right. feel that you don't like. You n- you're not going to feel that. I have a lot of friends too who they can't sleep when they have mm-hmm. they're like too much sugar. I guess sugar. I, it doesn't affect me yeah. like that way yet. But I yeah. mean, well, last night my clean wine, my new clean wine choice is Cameron Diaz has a clean wine. No wine. way, love Cameron Diaz. Um, her brand is called Aveline. Okay, um, Cameron, I'm plugging your wine for you wherever you are. <laughs> yeah, she's totally listening. <laughs> I'm going to slide her DMs and tell her. Just saying, um, but her wines are clean, organic like really, really taste good. Um, so it should taste better. 
if you're paying attention when you're having your wine. Yeah. Do you want to know something so pathetic that I know is probably such a scam? I have two different things that people have bought me over the years that are supposed to take the sulfates out of the wine. One were drops. It literally looked like I was putting visine into my wine, which like, what am I doing? And whether it was mental or not, I feel like it worked. Then my dad got me something then from Shark Tank that you like, actually, sorry, dad, I haven't opened it yet. It's in this drawer and you like, pour your wine through it. It's probably such a, all the things we're doing to try to drink a better, Mm -hmm. healthier version, which that's, we should probably just find one or stop drinking. I don't know. (laughs) Well, you asked a good question too. Like, are there certain regions and stuff? Generally, anything from the US, I I stay away from. Like, I was just going to say not to like shade us, but I feel like we're the ones who would do. Sorry, America. We got to get back on, we got to change. We got to make some changes. Yeah. Um, We're way behind. But anything from like Italy or, you know, anywhere in Spain, Europe, like just not U.S. Okay. Australian wines. Um, Which if I'm going to pick a wine, I'm, I usually am not going. I'm yeah. like a Cali, right? Oh, yes. But, you know, we're oh, going yes. somewhere else. Yes. Um, anywhere but the U.S. Like California wines. Mm-mm. Okay. Stay away from other than the company that I mentioned, mentioned that's out of Oregon. Um, I don't trust Good American to wines. Know. Yeah. All right. I really would keep you here all day. Can we talk about one more thing? Yes. Let's you talk ask about – I don't know. You you just met me, but like I move at one pace and it is just fast. And I like I love to follow people and your page to just reminding me to try to calm down yeah. and slow down. Yeah. But it's just it's kind of like who I am. But I okay, a lot of things about the power of just going for a walk. Do you want to say, wow, I don't love to walk? I don't know what that is. I just don't. I try to do it, especially because I have dogs, but like, meh. And if I do, I'm usually, I don't know, it doesn't matter. But let's talk yeah. about what walking is doing for us, doing sure. for our bodies. Help me feel inspired because I need to do it more often. Yeah. Um, another great question. So again, going back years before I had my health issues, I ran all the time and I was kind of a type A controlling OCD. Like I did, all, I did all the things. I've <laughs> been there, done that. I always say I'm a recovering type A personality. <laughs> um, recovering meaning like I'll never, you'll never fully be done. You always still kind of linger around with it. But I was running all the time. I was exer- exercising all the time. I now understand I was over exercising, which you can do. And what happens is that puts so much more stress on our body than we need. So again, been there, done that, like running around, doing all the things really taxes our body. So if you're trying to lose weight or you don't feel right, like you're doing all the things, but nothing's working, you may just want to slow down. Interesting. Ease up on the the opposite of what you would think. It's totally contradictory. And I tell my clients all the time, like, what are you doing for exercise? And they tell me, I'm like, slow it way down, girl. Like, let's back it up. Let's try some yoga. Let's try, like, are you open to meditation? How about just walking? So fascinated by like yeah. these things. Yes. And again, it's like, it sounds so counterproductive, but if you will just support your body and do more gentle movement, it will reciprocate. Yeah. And you'll lose that extra like five pounds or you'll start to feel better because you're giving your body what it needs. Well, that does, it does make sense though at the same time. And I love you said something about going for a walk and like in, in being intentional yes. about it. Yes. And like some of the words, like the mindfulness, the mindfulness and yes, being yeah. intentional on in what we do, whether I even think that when you're eating, like instead of just shoveling it down, you're, you're trying to think we talk and about be that a lot. interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So one of the main things that's the easiest and hardest things for my clients is we do talk about mindful eating. So sitting down to eat, taking a couple like three deep breaths, saying a blessing, if that's your thing, saying some gratitude and sitting down, smelling your food, chewing your food and chewing your food until it's like a paste consistency and then swallowing it. 
those key pieces will solve 90% of your problems. I love that. <laughs> I do truly. I think that is there. I feel different when, as my family, we sit down at the mm-hmm. table, we're talking, so we're not chewing with our, you know, and I'm yeah. trying to teach my children these things. Yeah. I feel like the they're growing up in a fast pace. Or lunch at school, they oh. have like maybe 15 minutes and they're like standing while they yeah. eat and then they come home and I'm like, oh my gosh, sit down. <laughs> right, but it is, I think there is really something to yeah. that. I absolutely love it. It's and so fascinating. And how many women do you know Again, like I'm talking about myself, like I've done all the things. My girlfriends do all the things, but you're in the car, you're trying to eat something, you're eating breakfast in the car, you're standing up, you're trying to eat, the kids are trying to, like I get it. I I do this and I understand it because I I know this, Um, but that it doesn't work that way. Like you've got to slow it down. Gotta slow it down. And I say that, I mean, I feel like I should wear a t-shirt sometimes like slow down. (laughs) I seriously need to hear that so often. It's good for me. You know, it's like just. I have to remind myself again, like I kind of got caught up in some stuff the other day and I was like, whoa, whoa, like stop. Yes. (laughs) You know not to do this and just scaling it back and stopping, breathing. I would say like stop, sit and breathe. Just Five minutes can change the traje- trajectory of your day. Like I love it. I have a, I had a girlfriend on here who went through the transcendental meditation process yes. and got certified. Yes. But watching her and this is different but similar. She, you know, when you're telling your doctor like I am not feeling like myself, mm-hmm. and it's just like let's take a pill. No, not that there's anything wrong with that, right. but like let's you know. But and she wanted to find mm-hmm. something that worked for her on her own, and it's just been a game changer. Yeah, and five minutes in the morning, maybe five minutes at night. That's all, you know, we all have that. We can make five minutes for ourselves, you know? Well, and I think that was my issue for so many years was I was like, I would try to sit and meditate again, my recovering type A. And I was like, I don't have time for this. And Uh, I would like get up and I was like, Like, I'm like, what can I get at the store later? What am I going to do? And my mind was like, and then I took a yoga class one time and the yoga teacher said something that was so profound to me. And she was like, you're not going to stop the thoughts in your head. Just imagine the thoughts like clouds drifting by, like, okay. There they go. And I was like, you mean I don't have to? I thought I had to sit here and not think anything. It's impossible. That's impossible. And it was like such a relief. And I was like, oh, then I can do this. (laughs) So once she explained that to me, and I have shared that with many clients, like just sit and imagine those thoughts going by. Like, yeah, there they go. Okay, but I'm going to sit here. And you don't have to sit for 45 minutes and stand on your head and do just like you said, five or 10 minutes a day. It makes, makes such, a, such difference. a difference. Such a difference. So I know this is not really what you do because everyone is so different. But if you could pick like, I'm putting you on the spot, like three, <laughs> I don't know. Like I was going to say three habits or what, like three things to like go and throw away, like get out of your system today. Like is there like a, I think folic acid is going to be my takeaway. I'm going to start looking for that. Do you know what I mean? Is there something we can do like small little changes that make yeah. such a big difference? I would say number one is like I was saying a minute ago sitting down and chewing your food. Okay. Really being mindful when I you love eat. That. Um that's that's anybody can do that no matter where you are or what you're dealing with. Take 5 minutes to sit down, smell your food, be grateful for it, chew it 20 to 30 times and then swallow it. Be grateful it. for it. That's, yeah. I like that. I mean, you know, I was just saying to a client the other day like be grateful that you have access to be able to do all these things. Like some people don't have that. Be grateful for that and that you can do this. So, I think that would be one thing. Um Number two, slow down. Like we were saying, um, if you think you slow down, slow down even more (laughs) (laughs) because I bet it's not slow enough. Um, And then I would think, oh, wow, number three. um, Eat more kale. (laughs) 
I do like um, your little, you had a recipe on there for, yes. oh, and uh, the carrot salad. I tried your yes. carrot salad, by the carrot way. Carrot salad is amazing. <laughs> um, and kale is amazing too, especially with bacon. Um, number three, I think would be just kind of going along with the slowing down, but really trying to tune in and listen to your body. Um, in this day and age, again, it's so hard to get caught up in things. So Molly, those are great ones. Tuning yes. in to like, what do I need right now? What, not what everybody else needs. What do I need? Like, you know, another thing I say to my clients is what made you happy when you were 10 years old? Like, how can you incorporate more joy in your life? Yes. What makes you tick? What makes you happy? Can you do that? One thing today. Oh, I love that, that one. That's such a good one. <laughs> that's a theme on this podcast, especially when I have women on. It's like, what can what what are you doing for yourself? Yeah. You know, that's when I'm my totally. best version for me, I'm the best version for everybody Absolutely. else in this family. Yeah. Um, Tabitha Jones, thank you for that one. She always says that and I love it. Okay. How can everybody find you? I know people are so curious. Oh, they want so. to work with you. So. They want to know more. How do we do that? Yeah. So I just got on LinkedIn, which apparently is like the new thing. Uh, you know, Megan Kopka told me that she was on this podcast a while ago, and it's fascinating. I, I need to step up my LinkedIn yeah. game. So I'm kind of learning about that. Some colleagues and me were just like going over that the last couple of days, but I guess that's like the new thing. So okay. I'm on LinkedIn. You can look me up, Molly Sellers. It, there's a link to my business page as well, which is good for you food. Um, you can find me on Instagram. Um, She's got some cool reels. I'm so proud of you. They're amazing. <laughs> which I have to think what my handle is on Instagram. Uh, <laughs> I think it's good for you FD. That sounds right. Does that sound right? Um, you can always email me, which is good for you fd at gmail.com. Um, I do have a website, which is goodforyoufood.net. I love it. And I will post all of these things. things. I will make sure people can get in touch with you. Molly, thank you so much. This has been so enlightening. And again, I didn't even look at this darn thing. I was telling Molly, I'm like, I always make like an outline of things I want to talk about. And then it's so hard not even interrupt you because right. I wanted to know all, all of it. Gosh. Thank you. Thank you for coming. Guys, thank you for continuing to listen and support me. Please go check out Molly Sellers. Um, you can find me on Spotify and Apple. But I guess that's basically where you listen to podcasts, right? Bright Minds with Ashmon. Stay tuned until next time. Bye, y'all.